back to 12-1. My name is Amy Kirkpatrick, and today we're going to talk about seeing differences as threats or opportunities. So before we get to the main topic, I wanted to just pause for a second and share what God is challenging me in and what He's teaching me right now. And part of that comes with the fact that He wanted me to go into this journey of starting this podcast and sharing my faith in a very authentic way to not to not round corners and make my faith sound more um, more established and more sure and more mature than it is, but to come with all the fears and failures and all the struggles and to bring that um, before you guys and allow everybody to hear exactly kind of how I process things, how I'm processing things now and and to allow uh, it to be a learning thing for others to kind of see a living example of what it looks like for somebody to walk through their faith. Um, and so I'm not professing to be perfect, but I'm kind of bringing Um, myself before you as a project and showing you kind of the details of the project and where God is gluing pieces together (laughs) um, and where God is pushing me to to grow and all that. And so with that, um, I want to just kind of express that um, just a couple days ago, I actually went live with my podcast. And so my um, listening audience went from about three to almost 150 people <laughs> overnight. Uh, and that that decision to go live was something that I've been dreading for a long, long time. Uh, I, I said this before, I'm not a person that likes to promote myself. I'm not somebody that likes to be in the limelight. I don't like being on stage, anything of that sort. It's, And I don't like people thinking that I have it all figured out. So uh, this whole thing, uh, as I've said, it's just stretching me so much further than I ever thought I could be stretched or be willing to stretch. Um, and so I've had a lot of anxiety and fear and stress uh, leading up to this. I would like to say that I was calm and just handling it and that God called me to do it. And I've been of sound mind ever since. But um, there, there's a lot of insecurities that come out when you're about to put yourself rawly in front of other people. It's, it's, and especially when he tells me to be authentic. So I'm supposed to share all my weaknesses. I'm supposed to share all my failures. Um, there's, there's a, a fear of being judged. There's a fear of feeling like everybody is going to hear and immediately, um, maybe evaluate my faith or um, discount me as somebody that should be doing this, whatever. Uh, and I, I want to put this out there, not because I need anybody to, to you know, make me feel more secure, but to, because I want um, to follow God's obedience in the fact that I think he wants to breathe life into every person that feels insecure in their faith, every person that feels like they are not enough um, to do something big that God might ask you to do. Um, but I I want to share this little tidbit because uh, first off, God doesn't need you to be any more than who you are. If he calls you to do it, point blank, period, you are exactly the person that he has asked to do it. Whether you are flawed and a mess or not, um, he's asking you to do it. So regardless, you are his perfect person. So I keep reminding myself that. But um, the day before I released my podcast, um, I had gone out on a walk, which I do a lot. And I went about a quarter mile down the road and I turned a corner and there's cornfields on both sides and all around the corners. And so there was no way a human being can see me. And I go around the corner and instantly I just started bawling, absolutely bawling. I mean, uncontrollable. I had to like bend over, hands on my knees, bawling. And I realized how much this had been weighing on me, how hard this has been. Putting a podcast together may not be hard for some people, but for me, this is huge. This is epic. And I just, I just lost it. And I just, I started crying out to the Lord. I felt so almost 
ashamed and full of guilt in the fact that God was asking me to do something and I was allowing fear to rule over me. And I just started crying out and just saying, Lord, I am so sorry that I'm not more willing. I'm so sorry that I am struggling with this so much. I'm so sorry that I'm not more full of joy to follow your your instructions. But here I am, like at the end of myself, no clue how I'm actually going to push the button and make this thing go live. And as I was sitting there agonizing over this, I had the most clear, clear uh, just thought come in my head that was like I had this emotional side in my head and there was just this one clear thought. And I had been waiting for a long time for Apple Music to come through. It takes this, you know, this um, process of getting approval and just this clear thought came through and I know Apple Music is going to get approved today. And I had been waiting almost three weeks. It said it was going to be two weeks. It's almost three weeks. So anyway, I came back um, from that and I was just kind of, you know, really exhausted. I had really, I really needed that. I really needed to let, just let go. I'm not a crier. And so just to get myself to that point, I was kind of like, whoa, that's, that was big. (laughs) So then I came back and immediately I sat down and I was like, I'm just going to see if Apple Apple had approved me. And sure enough, right then that morning, like sometime went before I had left, it, it got approved. And so I knew I had to go live. And so anyway, as I was kind of just working through all this stuff um, and kind of thinking about this idea of like, am I going to let fear um, be something that's more important than stepping in obedience and in faith of what God has called me to do? You know, I I don't I think I never really realized that fear can actually be in opposition to God's calling. Um, I I know that sounds really really obvious, but uh, if God is calling me to do it and I'm going to step into that role either sheepishly and like not doing it in its full force, like I was actually thinking for a long time, maybe I could do this podcast and this is how we negotiate with God, right? Maybe I can do this podcast and I can mention it to a couple people and then God, you can just start growing it. You can just start sharing it with people and they can all, and it could just be like this really cool network thing that happens and it will be all for your glory, right? And so I kind of was starting to negotiate with him about how he could do this. So I didn't, and I, I didn't have to promote. And I, I knew, I knew that he was asking me to be obedient in the way of myself actually promoting me, actually telling other people. And so, you know, I could either go and be obedient and do it very sheepishly, which I would argue is that obedience, or I could not do it all. And I can allow fear to win completely. Um, or I can move forward and do something I do not want to do, right? There's a part of faith that I think sometimes God calls us to the things that we enjoy least, we struggle with the most, um, and we we want to find an easier way. And I think often we do go after the easier way. Well, then I was at church on Sunday and we were talking, or the pastor was talking about worship. And though this isn't exactly, you know, his his sermon didn't exactly line up with what I was going through at the same time he started talking about worship and it's how um, we bring out of our gratitude in our hearts for all that God's done, all that Jesus has sacrificed for us, for our redemption, for all of its provision, his love, his grace, his mercy, that we bring our worship and, and he talked on about other things. But all of a sudden that word gratitude hit me and I realized that I had made a vow to myself um, back when I gave my life to Christ that if God can forgive me for the things that I have done in my life, if I can feel freedom for the first time in my life because of what Jesus has done in order to save me, then I was going to live my entire life out in an act of gratitude. And 
I that kind of just sat with me as I thought about this podcast and realized how grateful can I possibly be if I'm not willing to sacrifice myself for the in the obedience of what he's calling and that I needed to post this podcast as a means of saying thank you, Lord, that regardless if I get judged, regardless if people hate it, regardless if if people want to come and send nasty emails because of the things I say, he's worth it. And gosh, I mean, shouldn't we all sit there at some point in time in our lives and just weigh the cost, you know, to think about like, is he worth it? Is he is he worth to do the uncomfortable things? Is he is he worth it to pursue things that we are not super excited about? Like, I love teaching about God. I love talking about God. Um, I love getting into the word, no question. But to do it in this way where I feel like it's self-promotion, I feel like it's, hey, listen to me because I know the right answers. Um, you know, that that all by itself feels like something I don't want to do. I don't want to promote myself in that way. Um, but when God asked me to do it, right, how do I tell my God no? How do I How do I say no, I'm not going to do what you asked me to do after you have given me so much and you have set me free? And that is officially the reason why I pushed the button. And I was so thankful because I had a very busy day that day. So I didn't have to look at my phone, really. I didn't have to really process the fact that, you know, hundreds of people are suddenly listening to this podcast and um, thinking about all the judgment that was possibly happening. Um, But gosh, you know, it's kind of enlightened me to just know that I'm being obedient. And that's what he's asked. And that's that's it. He's worthy. He's worthy of whatever we need to walk through in order to um, be obedient to what he's calling us to. So that's my little tidbit. I wanted I wanted to share kind of a little bit of that struggle um, that if you were fighting up against something that you were not excited to do, but you know God is asking you to do it, that um, that those those emotions of fear and and anxiety and all that stuff will come, but it's what you do with it. It's whether you're going to step through it, whether it's you're going to keep moving forward and your reasons why. And I think Jesus dying on the cross and being um, thankful to that is your reason why, (laughs) you know, he's worthy. Um, And then just also just that you're not going to let fear fear win. So, um, yeah, that's my little challenge before we even get started. So sorry. So to get back to what this episode is really about, about seeing differences in other people as threats or as opportunities, I wanted to kind of uh, tackle this because this is something that's been on my heart for a really long time. I feel like it's something I've been trying to sort out uh, just because um, just in my life, I feel like there's a lot of people around me for the last couple years, like when I was teaching and even now, um, that feel definite animosity towards different people groups. Um, And I don't even need to go into specifics about which people groups, um, but I think as I say that, I I know there's already... um, different people and types of people that are coming into your minds, whether it's religious or cultural or political or whatever. Um, and over the years, I've just been seeing this animosity and this frustration and this almost cynical behavior that's happening of talking badly about them or making memes or whatever it is. There's just seems like there's this animosity towards individuals, whether they're believers or not, um, from all backgrounds. And, you know, it's something that 
it irks me. It really, really has irked me for a long time. And it's something that frustrates me. And um, if you know me well enough or you're around me, uh, if you see somebody um, kind of making fun of or kind of attacking or has a snide comment for a specific people group, you'll see me get really, really quiet and kind of shut down. And I won't really probably respond to whatever is being shared with me. And a lot of it has to do with the fact that I'm processing. I'm thinking, I'm trying to dig within myself and figure out what is bothering me about this conversation. And it wasn't until recently um, that it kind of became really, really clear um, as to what it is. And then, you know, I wrote I wrote out this podcast, these notes for this, uh, right after I had been thinking about it. I was actually again on a walk. This is, God just always does this, but I was on a walk and I just started my brain just started unraveling and all this clarity was just hitting me. And so I actually got up my phone and I just started writing. I mean, I was walking in on a gravel road and just writing and it was just coming out like, I mean, just flowing, just absolutely flowing out of me. And uh, so I just started writing it all down. And I was just so thankful for this moment uh, of something I've been wrestling for a long time. And then lo and behold, I literally just this morning, I hadn't even retired, I haven't even started to record the podcast. And I read almost my exact words out of this book. And I was like, okay, I need I need to share this. This is insane. So so anyway, what what I've been processing um, as I've been viewing and experiencing this animosity and this kind of um, just the sarcasm and kind of this um, almost bitterness towards different people groups that think differently than us. Uh, one, it's really bothered me, um, especially among believers, about division, um, just but- butting heads over things that end up dividing and become such a focal point that we lose our focus on Jesus Christ in the first place um, and loving others and sharing Jesus Christ with others. And so that all by itself has been really, really frustrating for me just to see um, Christians spending so much time on things that are hurting others rather than focusing on the things that are moving forward with the gospel. Um, but then on top of that, just with um, Christians towards people that are non-believers here, here's what, this is kind of what I've come to the conclusion. Uh, I, I feel like people want me to jump on the band, bandwagon to get frustrated or to have a strong opinion or to make fun of or to, you know, enjoy a meme about a specific group or whatever. And what I'm realizing is that this is exactly what has been bothering me to a T. When I look at a certain people group of um, that is struggling with a sin or is of a different religion um, or uh, maybe is making decisions that I I'm you know that I may not agree with or uh, a political party or whatever, um, basically I look at it as as a black and white conversation about their lostness. Where do they stand with Jesus Christ? period. Not who they are by definition of, you know, what political group or anything or, you know, who they want to associate with or whatever. Who are they in their lostness? Where do they stand in their acceptance of the truth of who Jesus Christ is? Can I really sit there and get frustrated with how they're acting, decisions they're making, the things that they're doing when the issue isn't necessarily about what they're doing or the actions they're taking, but it's about the fact that they are they're walking lost? And so for me, I felt like, you know, 
certain situations, you can tell whether somebody is lost because of the decisions they're making. And to me, I've always looked at it and been like, why are we making fun of or why are we attacking or why are we frustrated with the fact that we we can see that they don't love Jesus Christ? To me, it seems like they're putting out a billboard saying, I need I need a savior and I need a healer. And I, I my heart almost breaks. And my heart breaks for the people that are kind of, you know, getting animosity or getting frustration towards them. And I've never been able to settle with that. You know, hearing hearing people being cynical towards them, I'm like, why are we not broken? <laughs> why are we not why are we not sad at the fact that they're lost? And why are we not praying for them? And why why is there an ugliness rather than a deep love for their you know, for them and their eternity and where they're they're going? And why is that not something that's more horrifying to us in that than it is to be frustrated with them or, you know, whatever. And so I've been sitting in that for a long time. And I've been, you know, kind of wrestling of, you know, why, why does this bother, you know, people that I'm around so much rather than it spurring them on in a heart of sharing Jesus Christ with them. So I wanted, I wanted to kind of just put that out there. And then, you know, like I said, I started reading this this book and uh, my brother-in-law actually gave this to me. And as soon as he handed it to me, I, I looked at it and I, I didn't really even know what it was about. And I knew God was giving it to me. And the past like six months, God has done this a lot with me where um, I don't really have, my husband and I are choosing to be on a tight budget. And so uh, we don't have, you know, we don't just don't spend money on books and that kind of thing, but I've been reading a ton. And uh I haven't had to buy a book in a long time because God keeps just dropping these books in my hand. Uh, and each one has been exceptional. It's <laughs> been really, really good. Well, here, here's another book handed to me. My brother-in-law puts it and he goes, here, you, you got to read this book. And uh, it's called The Insanity of God uh, by Nick Ripkin. Um, and, you know, as soon as it hit my hands, I was like, oh, this, this is something God wants me to read. And I'll be honest with you, it's a really hard read. Um, and, and it's beautifully written. Um, and I, I encourage everybody to read it. But um, a good first half of it is all about kind of the horrors that are in Somaliland, uh, a part of the world that is deeply, deeply um, just affected by war um, and starvation um, and abuse and a lot of other things. And it's, so it's, it, you hear about it firsthand um, accounts from Nick and um, just what it's like. And it's, it's hard. It, there's there's probably once or twice that I, I had tears in my eyes because I just couldn't, I couldn't even process what it'd be like to see that kind of evil and that kind of hardship. But um, as it continues on, it continues to talk about um, how this man went on to go look throughout the world to go into some of the most persecuted parts of the world to see um, how Christians are continuing to follow Christ and continue to share and grow the church um, in these persecuted parts of the world. Well, as I'm reading through it, um, this one little chapter or this little section came up, and I want to read it to you um, so that you can kind of hear what hit me right after I had just written this podcast. It's just insane. So it says, uh, we desperately want our Western brothers and sisters in Christ to realize that the greatest enemy of our faith today is not communism, Buddhism, Hinduism, atheism, or Islam. Our greatest enemy is lostness. Lostness is the terrible enemy that Jesus commissioned his followers to vanquish with the battle strategy that he spelled out from them in Matthew 28, 18 through 20. He was addressing the same enemy when he plainly clarified his purpose in coming. I've come to seek and to save those who are lost. 
Our hope is that believers around the world would get close enough to the heart of God that the first images that come to mind when we hear the word Muslim are not Somali pirates or suicide bombers or violent jihadists or even terrorists. When we hear the word Muslim, we need to see uh, and think of each and every individual Muslim as a lost person who is loved by God. We need to see each Muslim as a person in need of God's grace and forgiveness. We need to see each Muslim as someone for whom Christ died. So that that just talks about exactly what I'm saying about this idea of lostness, that we need to stop taking off the badge of Muslim or whatever religion we're looking at or any other people group. And we need to take off the badge of how they're identifying themselves. And we need to look at it as, are they saved? Do they know who Jesus Christ is? And are they living in that freedom? And and have a love for that, have a passion for that in a way that are we willing to share Christ with those people or do we just want to be frustrated and angry with them? You know, what, what, what are, is our goal here as Christians? Is it, is it to be angry and just want to shut them down because they make, they make us feel a certain way? Like, are we going to allow our emotions um, and maybe even fear to get in the way of what our mission actually is? Uh, and so I just, I wanted to put it out there. I just, I wanted to kind of get rid of um, all the people group labels. And I wanted to kind of challenge everybody's frustration with other human beings and look at it as this frustration is coming from them not knowing Jesus and that we have a very vital role in that and sharing who Jesus is with the people that are lost. And if we allow frustration to get in the way of us sharing Jesus, then we've lost our mission and we've lost our way. And I think the more we spend time being frustrated, the more we spend time focusing on those things, the more hard our hearts are getting. And we're missing the people that God might be putting in front of us or might what he might be calling us to do because we're allowing that animosity or that anger or that uh, whatever to to get in the way of the mission. And so I just want to encourage everybody that maybe we all need to stop and pray over our own hearts. And we need to pray um, that we would have soft hearts towards those that are lost, that we would see the loss the way God sees them, that we would have compassion on them in, in the fact that they don't know. That was something I was just praying was I was I was thinking about a specific people group and I was praying for them. And I just, I asked the Lord just as he did when he was on the cross, you know, and I just, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. You know, I, I wanted to pray in a way of recognizing the fact that a lot of these people don't know just the sin that they're sitting in. They don't understand the depth of what they're doing or for some, you know, people groups, the evil that they're involved in or a lot it's a blindness it's a lostness it's a hurt and it's a pain that can only be healed by the freedom and the redemption of Jesus Christ and you know I wanted to pray in that and just ask for forgiveness for them and I wanted to ask you know that the Lord would come and touch their hearts and soften their hearts and when we have that mindset it radically changes our view of other human beings and our animosities and our frustrations and so um I just I wanted to, I wanted to encourage you I want to challenge each of you guys to pray over those that are that are that are aching our hearts and pray not for them to you know necessarily change which would be great but that we need to change. I think I think we can't share the light and we can't go and and be the change that we're praying for unless our hearts change first. And so um yeah, I just I hope that you will stop after this episode and you will just um sit with the Lord and allow him to um just work in your heart and your mind just helping you to have a new mindset of others that are different and look at them as opportunity and not threats.
Hey guys, thank you so much for listening. I know this topic is really fresh in my mind and I probably haven't allowed everything to totally settle yet and lots of pieces are still going to be coming in over the next weeks and months and so I know this this concept will smooth out in my mind but I thank you so much for allowing me just to come and just kind of get out my gut gut thoughts here. I feel like God wanted me to share it and wanted me to put it out there, especially um, with how he was just kind of pushing it along with showing me all sorts of different things um, to help me formulate the idea for today. So thank you so much. And I, I thank you for listening. And I want to um, offer my email address. So if you have any questions or comments, or you have uh, any stories you'd like to share, or you need encouragement, please feel free to email me at 121podcast at gmail com. It's all spelled out, no numbers. And I would just absolutely love to hear from you. I hope you guys have a great day and God bless.